0: Life is ticking away. It's a pretty big wake-up call when you're not happy with what you're doing with your life and your career. Yeah, it's about finding your passion and aligning it with a skill that you really love doing. I can guarantee if you're passionate about your career, your whole life will just fall into place. Welcome back
1: to the Real Health Real Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May, and today is an interview episode with the beautiful Taylor Eve. Taylor is a graphic designer, creative, and photographer whose heart is set on combining her passions of creativity, fitness, and health. I got to sit down across from Taylor virtually, and she chatted with me about her recent injury and how this has impacted her mindset and her overall lifestyle, what she's doing and how she's keeping sane during isolation, the importance of having a hobby outside of your work, and how this can improve all elements of your life, and the evolution of her career as Taylor Eve Design. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's without further ado, here is my interview with Taylor. Taylor, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Me too. I can't wait to get into everything today. But first question I always ask people is what does real health mean to you?
0: Uh, it means so many things like mentally, physically. It's, it could mean so much to everyone else as well. But for me, it's about creating a fulfilling life And it's, I don't know, it's crazy because I've been there where health used to be defined as what I ate or how many times I go to the gym in a week or in a day and everything like that. But then I'd lose my mental health. So I'd stop living my life and I stopped going out for dinners with my friends and family. I stopped being happy because my next meal was the next thing I was looking forward to. So to me, real health is just being genuinely happy being completely fulfilled with your life and living life because that's what we're put on this earth to do. We're here to look after not only our bodies but our emotional state and our fulfilment.
1: I love that so much. It's such a big question, isn't it, especially when you've had those ups and downs?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's if I, you know, went looking back, it's just it's transformed so much like what it used to mean to me like back then just so different now just after going through everything
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no I'm the exact same and I got my last episode was actually my boyfriend interviewing me and he asked me what does real health mean to me and it was so crazy because I have like I ask every single person so yeah It's been, I, I, that's what I love about doing this podcast. So, because it's so beautiful to me that it's so different to every single person. Yeah. And I guess that's like the point of the podcast is that I feel like sometimes we look at somebody else's life and be like, oh my God, I just want to be like them when it's like, really, I want everyone to be empowered to choose their own version of what that means for them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Everyone's got their different perspectives on life for sure. 100%. So
1: Taylor, I'd love you to tell me a little bit about your week in this next segment, The Real Recap. So how's the last week been for you?
0: It's been good. So at the moment, I've got a broken knee from my motocross crash that I had about eight weeks ago. So it's been a really positive week for me, only because I've started to like really feel progress and feeling my body get stronger and stronger. So at the start of when I broke my knee, It was so mentally hard, like I was in tears pretty much every day and I just thought that I could never make progress and finally this week, I just started to see a lot of progress so I've just been on a really positive high, feeling so good within myself, I can finally start moving my body. Um, So that's how my week's been and I've just been working away and yeah, getting heaps of projects done.
1: That's so good. I really want to touch on that because obviously that is such a like would have such a huge impact on everything going on, especially in this time as well. I like to throw that in as well. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's
0: been rough.
1: <laughs> been a lot. Um. Oh. Yeah. We'll definitely touch on that in a bit. Um. Yeah. I'd love for you to tell everyone who may not know who you are, or just may have just maybe recently started following you. Like, what stage of life are you in, and just a little bit about yourself and how you got there.
0: Yeah. So, do you mean like career or just like all about me? Just all about you. Yeah. Um, so, my name is Taylor Pete. <laughs> I am a graphic and web designer. I am a designer. I've been working for Ashy Bynes for about two years now, or maybe a bit longer. I don't even remember. Jesus, <laughs> crazy. But um, I've been a graphic designer for over. I think it's been around maybe eight years now. Um, but yeah, two years ago I started working for Ashi. Um, it's been a crazy ride because while I was studying uni, I was also studying personal training. So I've got that passion of health and fitness and I've always had that passion. Um, and like growing up as well, I was racing motocross. So yeah, I'm super active, super, like I just love my life and everything is just so exciting to me all the time. Um, and, yeah, I guess that's who I am. <laughs> I love that. So
1: exciting. Yeah. Like you love so exciting. I love that. <laughs> it,
0: it is. Every day, it's just everything that comes to my life every single day, it just is like, wow, is this really happening? <laughs> like, yeah, it's really cool.
1: I love that so much. And one of the things, one of the reasons I called this Real Health is because the ac- it's almost like an acronym, like really excited about living. Yeah. So, I love that. I love it. (laughs) So you mentioned your knee um, injury before, and I want to talk about that because I'd imagine that that would be quite all-consuming. So how how have things developed in terms of the mindset shifts around that? Uh, You said it happened around eight weeks ago. How, How has that impacted your mindset and how have you overcome the challenges that this has brought?
0: Yeah, well, honestly, this has been the most challenging thing I've ever had to deal with in my whole entire life and unfortunately every single rider like every single motocross rider has got to pay the price of this sport it's all a part of it mm-hmm. um, it's helped me not take my perfectly functioning body for granted like before I broke my knee I just wish that I could have been more appreciative for my body because right now I like, cannot move at all I can't even go for a walk so it's just really helped me open my eyes to more living I have to do Um, and it's just made me feel really really grateful to be alive and it's helped me see a bigger picture and it's helped my why become so much stronger and clearer because yeah I guess my why is that life is too short um, so one thing that I'm always big on is that everything happens for a reason. And I think since breaking my knee, this is my way of slowing down, um, because I've just been so full on with my life. So oh, I started to get really bad adrenal fatigue right before this happened. And as crazy as it sounds, I think this had to happen in order for me to stop and be forced to sit with my emotions and my wife. So mm-hmm. once I broke my knee, I've just been becoming so much stronger within myself mentally and I could not be more prouder of myself. So I guess the biggest challenge for me is finding ways to clean my mind and find the love in every single day because, like I said, I've been really into fitness and health for such a long time and I've been training for around two, 10 years now without stopping so it's really been a big wake-up call Um, and it's been a big chance to work on my mindset every single day and just accept that this is what my life is right now and while I might feel really stuck now I really had to compare this feeling to when I used to have an eating disorder or when I was stuck in a toxic relationship And this stuck feeling that I have right now is nothing compared to what I've been through in the past. And this right now is just a small shift in my mindset. Like I just needed to make a small shift in my mindset to really understand how lucky I am to be alive and healthy. So, yeah. yeah. It's, That's um, really
1: nice, a real perspective shift.
0: Yeah, it's been a huge wake-up call.
1: You were such an active person. Now you say you can't really even go for walks. What do you do to get that same sort of release in terms of stress release and just the enjoyment that you got from exercise? Is there a hobby that you've been doing that you are able to do?
0: Yeah, well, it's been so tough because like – Yeah, I mean, I've just been doing what I can, accepting it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been just working on little projects that I've always wanted to kind of do. Like I've been always wanted to do a recipe book with my smoothies. So I was like, well, this is the time to do it. Um, So I've been working on little things like that. And um, yeah, just like that's all I can do. I've just been taking on a little bit more freelance work because that's when like my little side hustle um, and recently I just got a new motorbike from Brisbane Motorcycles so I've been kind of working on that in the, on the side but it's more about accepting it and just making your day, what like making do with what you can in the day because you can't go back, you can't wish upon another life when this is your current situation, you just have to accept it yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: A lot of people have been forced to slow down in a less, I guess, invasive way through isolation. Yeah. What have you been doing through isolation? Has it really changed much for you or because you've been doing more freelance and then still being able to do your work from home, how has that been in isolation?
0: So, yeah, I've been doing the same kind of work hours, which is I've been super, super lucky with because um, we're working on Ashley's app at the moment. So that's pretty much priority. So still have work, which so lucky. Um, but yeah, like with my spare time and everything, I guess, yeah, working on projects through the night time and on weekends, I've just been working on projects and working on my bike. So I guess like with the time that I would normally spend outside and doing things and you know, I've just been working on projects and yeah, trying to just trying to get little things off the ground. Yeah,
1: nice. So yeah. touching on that a little bit more. What would you say your relationship with stress is like and how do you manage everything on top of quite a heavy workload?
0: Yeah, I love this question because a lot of people don't consider stress on their health journey. It's and I honestly think it's the key like we all need to look after ourselves like and our stress and I think yeah, like I've been through it all. <laughs> I've been through a very stressful life, like with uni and um, studying to be a PT at the same time and trying to maintain relationships around me, it wasn't easy. So I felt like I was really stressed all the time because I had so many things, you know, going on. Um, So I guess it's all about figuring out what the stress is caused by. And I think that's how I've been managing it. So I've realized that most of my stress is always caused by lifestyle. So it's, um, really slowing down. And, um, for me, like I, I do a brain dump every single morning, which I think I learned off like another podcast I was listening to. And I think she said that you have to, you have to write down every single thing that's on your mind and, I did that and everything that's on my to-do list, everything that I need to do, everything that's bothering me, every single thing that I can think of that's consuming my mind, that's making me feel really stressed, writing everything down and then just managing those thoughts. So highlighting things that I need, that I can do today and that's super achievable for today. And then the things that I don't have control over today, I always like move them to another day and just put them on the side. But as long as it's written down, it really, really helps me manage my stress. Um, Even things like, you know, if you have so many things that you have to do in a day, it's going to really help you like just put it on paper, get it out of your way, like, just focus on one, one thing at a time.
1: Oh, a hundred percent! I always have to do my to do list like with pen and paper, and yeah. it just makes me feel so much better.
0: Oh, doesn't it? You got to write it down.
1: And I can totally relate. I was doing my PT study as well as doing my university degree. Yeah, <laughs> that was stressful. So relate with oh, you on gosh. that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so stressful, isn't it? Just... Oh,
1: completely! So much, yeah. so many assignments, and oh.
0: It's overwhelming for sure. And yeah, the brain dumping is definitely a really good strategy.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, So I want to talk a little bit more about your career side of things now. So, how how long have you been interested in design and photography? And was this something that you've always loved, or did it sort of spark when you were a little bit older?
0: Yeah. So, oh, I love this question because, yeah, my photography passion came way before my design passion. And it's funny because career-wise, I started, I studied graphic and web design and made something of myself with that. Then all of a sudden, my skill of photography became discovered by my boss, which was cool. Um, so I never really brought that skill to the table when I had my job interview or anything. So it's pretty cool that and that naturally just happened. Um, but my photography passion kind of stemmed from my mum. So. She had all the cameras (laughs) all the time. Like She was always buying the next good camera. Mm -hmm. And while my brother and I grew up racing, she used to go out onto the track with us and take photos of us racing and everything. Um, So I was just really inspired by her and I loved seeing the photos at the end of the day. And so when my brother would go out riding, I'd just steal her camera and I'd get photos and that's kind of when it all began. Um, so I was really, really into the action photography. Um, so my mum actually bought me my first SLR camera for my birthday. I think it was like a 650D Canon or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just, I loved it so much that when it came to my work experience time, like at school, I actually went to a motocross magazine um, for work experience and called Dirt Action Magazine. And they, it was an insane, insane um, opportunity. Like I, everything about it, it's kind of where everything kind of began for me. So um, when I did my work experience there, they let me take photos and, you know, they all got published in the magazine and then I got to retouch the cover of the magazine and it was just an insane opportunity and just opened my eyes to photography um so I absolutely loved it so much. So I started studying the subject photography in year 12 or in year 11 and 12 and I ended up topping the year. So it was really really cool. I just loved it so much and um you know, I taught myself how to use Photoshop and everything. So that's kind of where that began. But I, it's crazy because I just never really did anything with it. Like I never pursued it, went mm-hmm. after school or anything. Um, but that's where design came in. So it was so random how, how I became a designer. But I was actually doing a retail traineeship at an online store called Bird's Nest. So it's like a um, women's fashion store. And during it, I was involved in the photo shoot team. So I'd style garments and, you know, been really involved in the photo shoots. And that was kind of a part of my role because they knew I loved photography. Um, and so when I completed the traineeship, they asked if I knew Photoshop. And all I did, I was just like, yes, I was just, I was acting so confident <laughs> because I was like, yes, I know Photoshop. I've learned it myself. Um, so I said, yes. And they put me straight into graphic design and marketing. And it was just so random because they just must have needed someone there at that time. And they just knew that I loved photography and, you know, creativity. Um, so from there, I taught myself even more on the job and literally just Googled everything. <laughs> um and yeah, I just grew in that position and just learned everything on the job. And then two years later, I actually decided to study it at uni because I loved it so much. So I ended up doing a double degree uh, in a Bachelor of Graphic Design and a Bachelor of Web Design and Production. So that's where it all began. But yeah, it was it's a pretty unique story. Everyone always asks me how I got into it. I love it because I feel like it's just so passion driven. Yeah. So how did it actually evolve
1: for you if your job at the moment you got into it through graphic design then how did it come up that you started doing photos
0: Ah, oh, so oh it this is cool because um it's it's more about me just like talking at work so um <laughs> it began began when I was working with Ashi so uh Ashi's PA at the time Nat she actually was about to get married and she was looking for a photographer and she said hey do you know how to take photos and I was like well funny you say that because like I actually did um I was involved in a wedding like five years before she asked me and I was taking photos of like a friend's wedding as like a backup photographer and um so I was like, oh yeah, I've done a wedding before, <laughs> like just a backup photographer. And she was like, all right, well, yeah, if you're interested, come and take photos of my wedding in Bali. And I was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like that's a big opportunity. Um, So I ended up just acting confident. I said, yes, I was all for it. She flew me over to Bali. I was so nervous, like so nervous but I guess when you just act confident everything's achievable (laughs) Um, so um, I ended up doing that and from there like they loved the photos and I was so proud of them as well and I think from there Ashie saw my potential um, which was really really cool for her to see because Ashie was actually at the wedding as well so um, from seeing the photos and the outcome of what I could create Ashie was like, hey, do you want to do a toned photo shoot in Sydney? So I was like, hell yeah. So um, they flew to Sydney and, yeah, I took the photos of um, the the toned range and, yeah, from there that's where it all began. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool opportunity. That's so amazing,
1: like just how that all unfolded.
0: Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
1: How did you feel in that moment when you were sort of, being asked that like you knew it was a big opportunity did self-doubt arise or did you sort of just think "Nah, I can do this
0: oh yeah like I was I nearly said no because what well, do you mean for Nat's wedding yeah yeah I nearly said no I, was, I just didn't believe in myself because I knew that I was going to be the main photographer and you know it was my first big wedding and the fact that we had to fly over to Bali, like that made it even more of a big, like a massive deal for me. I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I've never even been to Bali. Like this <laughs> was an insane opportunity. So I was just like, oh my gosh. But I think, I think most of, you know, why I said yes was because of the way that Nat, like I'm really comfortable around Nat and I like lived with her for a short amount of time. So, because we were so familiar with ourselves and we knew ourselves and knew the way that each other worked, like she's such a chilled chick. Like if you ever met her, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, she's so easy to work with. She's not stressed. She's just, you know, the way that she is, she's got a really calm nature. So Mm -hmm. for me, working with someone like that as my first kind of client um, and my first big event to take photos of, um, it kind of made it feel really – you know, easy on my mind. Like it's, it wasn't as, you know, I could doubt myself all I wanted, but to have her confidence in me and to be like, Oh, you'll be fine, babe. Like, It just made me believe in myself a little bit more. So I guess, yeah, I definitely did doubt myself, but I think it's, yeah, you just need that little push from someone else to really help you believe in yourself.
1: Yeah, I think that everyone sometimes needs that little cheerleader almost.
0: Yeah, it's um, support is everything in everything you do. Like you've always got to have people on your side cheering you on, pushing you, because if you don't have those people around you or don't surround yourself with those types of people, you'll never get anywhere. So yeah, I was super grateful for her attitude towards it and having confidence in me as well. So yeah, pretty cool.
1: So when we look at your career and how that's evolved, what do you think was the most challenging part of expanding? So post-university and even cultivating your skills that started as a hobby with photography, what were the challenges that arose there and how did you take, I guess, Taylor Eve design from what it was then to what it is now?
0: Oh, That is such a good question and, you know, I can think of two equally challenging things for me and I think – the first one is not being aligned with a client. Um, so for me, not being aligned with a client, it was more about designing for, you know, pastors and builders and farm brands and things that just didn't align with my passions. So, you know, when you're passionate about the work that you're doing, and the re- the results are always a hundred times better. So for me, because I was a personal trainer as well as designing for fitness and health and well-being. I was all over those things. I was so passionate about it that when I got a client that was really aligned with me and my passions, I had the ability to put in so much love to those brands and that's kind of how I knew that I needed to combine my two passions of design and fitness and to create a career for myself. Um, so I think that's been one of the most challenging things because, yeah, finding your niche, Um the second, the second most challenging thing about you know growing as well is, um, believe like having those beliefs that you don't have time. So back then I was constantly doing other things. I was w- also working full time designing, running boot camps. I was in a relationship, so obviously that's like a massive time thing as well, um, and. I also lived out of town, so you know, driving an hour every day was pretty time consuming. So I think if you believe that you don't have time, then you're not going to have time. But the way that I look at it is, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. If your time if your hours are limited, then you've just got to work with it and you've got to find time. There's always time. So for me, yes, I was very limited, but I still found time because it was my passion and I was so, you know, I was really wanting this in my life. So the thing is when you want something so bad in your life, you'll always make it happen. So, you know, there's always gaps, there's always solution, it always becomes a priority. And I think for me, I just became pretty good at time management and that's kind of how I overcame it. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah,
1: 100%. I totally agree. Yeah. I think that if you really want something, like you'll find a way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: In the line of your career, um, you recently, well, before your injury, you just started getting back into motocross. Yeah. How important do you think it is to have hobbies that are separate from your work?
0: Oh, so important. Um, I, yeah, I'm so passionate about motorbike riding. It's I've been racing since I was five and stopped about six years ago so I only just started again last year and the comparison in my work from when I wasn't riding to now is insane like I'm just I'm so happy that I started up again and it's more important than you think to have that hobby Um, you know it doesn't even have to be a motorbike it could be you know fitness or you know going adventuring on a weekend or something like that but I went from being addicted to work and full-on workaholic with no passion that's going to fully take me away from work kind of thing um, to riding motorbikes and I can tell you like my transformation in designs and creativity is insane. Like, um, you know, riding for me is a massive escape from, you know, driving three hours away every weekend to being forced to be with yourself in your helmet with full focus on what you're doing and no phone distractions so the way that I look at it is you can fill your cup up in all areas of your life so the work that you do is will always be the best that you can do when you do fill your cup up in those areas of your life if that makes sense yeah um So I think, yeah, when you have hobbies outside of work, it will always teach you valuable skills. And, you know, for me, writing is all about focus and confidence and overcoming self-doubt and believing in myself and, you know, having independence. Um, So, yeah, like a hobby for me has taught me not to doubt myself. And for me, I've actually carried that across to my work. So, yeah, if... When I ride i don 't and i don 't try my best i won't get anywhere and i won't make anything for myself I won't achieve anything so when I can carry this over to my work it's something that continues to help me and I just believe in myself more and more and I believe that it's gotten me to where I am today
1: that's really powerful I think that some people might listen to i guess see from the outside that you 're a a graphic designer and then yeah. you think motocross has been really important to that and be like how does that make sense but I love how you've explained that
0: yeah it's you know you've really got to fill up your like the cup in all areas of your life not just one but all areas and the work that you produce will be amazing so yeah
1: I love that so much. So Taylor, you've said before that the job that you're doing now and the lifestyle that you lead now is kind of like what you had dreamed of or like feels like your dream. Um, What advice do you have for people who don't really know what they want to do and they're trying to find something that they're passionate about?
0: Yeah, I think honestly I think it's just – the feeling of wanting to jump out of bed in the morning and feeling fully aligned with your values and your passions. So for me, like, yes, working in fitness and design, that is a dream job for me because I can help people every single day through design. Like, how cool is that? So I've always been really passionate about that and that's something that really gets me out of bed. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I've seen some really close people to me working jobs answering phones all day doing things that are just like traditional typical jobs and then I see them you know how unhappy they are when they come home every single day and it's like life is ticking away it's a pretty big wake-up call when you're not happy with what you're doing with your life and your career so yeah it's about finding your passion and aligning it with a skill that you really love doing um Because, yeah, I can guarantee if you're passionate about your career, your whole life will just fall into place. I think so too. I really love how you worded that. Taylor, i
1: so love chatting with you. I just have a few quick this or that questions, quick cues. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so whatever comes to your head first. Okay. Sunrise or sunset?
0: Sunrise.
1: Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Park or beach?
0: Oh, motorbike park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, bar or cafe? Cafe. And TV series or movie? Movie. So good. I'm very Yay. similar to those. <laughs> um, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. For those yeah. who would like to see more from you, where can Hello? they find you?
0: Um, you can just find me on my Instagram. So it's just Taylor Eve underscore underscore, and yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the Real Health Real Talk podcast. And I can't wait to see and hear more from you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: That's the end of another episode of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you want to hear or see more from me, you can follow me at Ebony May Health. But until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.